Hello, everyone, and welcome to Flawless, a music podcast. My name is Liam, and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Grant. Hello there. And George. Well, hello. <laughs> okay. Each episode, one of the hosts or a guest nominates an album that they think is flawless, and we talk about why they love it, how they discovered it, and why they think it's flawless. So we have a Patreon. You can back us there from as little as $1 a month, and there are content bonuses at 5 and $10 a month. And uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. Does that mean we're going to have like videos, pictures, and interesting stuff on our Patreon? We will do. <gasps> although we're kind of just giving that stuff away for free anyway at the moment. So we'll figure out what the content bonuses are and then we'll start giving them to people. But they'll be relevant and they, value for money. They will be. They will be too much value for money. We'll Keep use... us in microphones, people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are also now part of the Play On Radio Network along with some other great music and sports podcasts. Now this is exciting. Our episodes air live Monday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time here in Australia, and you can hear them at playonradio.live. So if you want to hear it before everybody else on the podcasts, that's the best way to do it is to tune in on Monday afternoons. Woo! So we have a guest. Welcome. Would you like to introduce yourself and let it tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you so much for having me. My name is Saya. Um, I am a Brisbane musician. I collect analog synthesizers. Uh, so I play <laughs> keyboards on lots of things. Um, I played in a band called Sekiden for years. That was my first band. And then I joined the band Regurgitator. And I have my own podcast called Hearsay Podcast, where I interview musicians. An excellent podcast. Thank and you, you very much. spell it for the people it's, at home. <laughs> Please spell it. How, how is it spelled? Yes, yeah, it's spelled H-E-A-R-S-E-J, because my my own name is S-E-J-A, Saya. Sure. So it's Hearsay um, I didn't think it through because people quite often ask me, what is here, Sedge? Um, uh, <laughs> but you're yeah, not originally me. from here, are you? So. No, so I was born in Germany. Oh, um, so there's a backstory already I and still, you haven't declared it. I still have, I'm not an Australian citizen. I'm a German citizen only. I have a permanent Dutch. residency in Australia. Ich liege die Katze. <laughs> Horrific. German options there. Yes, yeah, so I still speak German with my parents. Wonderful. Yeah. I'm and your parents sorry. are based here in Brisbane as well? They're right? based in Melbourne. Still? Yes. So my we moved to Melbourne first and then moved to Brisbane. So your parents are the hipsters and you're just like you That's know, right. living out your old age in Brisbane. That's, wow. that's it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I remember wow. when I was first starting to review live music and bands would have a name that would be spelled differently from what it would sound like. And I was like, that's just, that's not a good move. <laughs> when you go up yeah. on stage, the only way I'm going to know what your the band name is, is the way you say it. You're not going to spell it I out know. while you're up there. I'm going to go home and Google that name the way I thought it sounded. And I if know. I don't find it. You'll be sad in your you, heart. Yeah. Ten you've, years you've ago. You've lost an audience. There was, audience a, there was a band in the UK that were three exclamation marks and they used to refer to themselves as chick, chick, chick. Yeah, mm. I remember that not, band. You cannot you can't Google, Google them. them. No. You call an American <laughs> band? Were they American? I thought they were from the UK because I saw them all the time. Yeah, I think they're American. Gigs and stuff. I actually, they played with cursive, so maybe. Yeah. But yeah, so I just remember going, <laughs> yeah. I can't you. I can't even find you on MySpace. Everybody be Googleable. Fall be Google-able. Music podcast. What about Live or Laugh? Look at your... Help yeah, me out. That's look, right. at, <laughs> look at AH. <laughs> I've just recently learned about SEO and you should use Ahrefs to yeah. find out what your keyword difficulty yeah. <laughs> is for your band name. Thank you very much. Yeah, Where were you guys when Refs. I was naming my <laughs> podcast? <laughs> we go. live and we learn. Jeez. So would you like to tell us what album you've nominated today after Yes. So the album that I've nominated today, which I think is flawless, is New Traditionalists by the band Devo.
released in 1981, which is the year that I was born. Um, and it's special it not just for As that if. reason, but for many reasons. The very Googleable Devo. Devo. Kind of. <gasps> Devo. There, cool. Well, I would have gone with Devo. Yeah. <laughs> Me, where I'm from, that's Devo. That's Devo, mate. Devo over here means devastated. How yeah. intriguing. Mm-hmm. Both of my wives were born in 81. <laughs> Do they know about each other? Like, what? Well, the Context second one was the my first. So here we go. There we go. What a, what a, what a, what a great, great year. year. Great year. <laughs> That's no, what I was with it. Everyone hey. talks about 77, but fuck that. It's yeah. all about yeah. right. no. no, 81. I think there was a Star Wars movie that came out in 81 well, as irrelevant. well as 77. You were born. That's the purpose. That's, yeah. the, stuff. that's yeah. the most important thing. Me, yeah. back in black. New traditional. Wow. <laughs> so how did you discover? Yeah, since you didn't hear it when it came out, how did you yeah. discover? Yeah. How yeah. You, you might have through the like wound lining. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, when I first, I guess when I first started playing synthesizers, which happened when I was maybe like 15 or 16, um, cause a friend of mine had a synth and I just started playing with it. And the first thing that I noticed that I loved about synthesizers was like a filter sweep. So basically the sound that goes like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just, I think blew my mind in terms of, like every song that I liked up to that point that had that sound in it suddenly made sense to me. (laughs) And so, um, and Devo was a band. So it was Devo, The Cars, Craftwork, like all of those bands that were pretty keyboard heavy. Suddenly I was like, oh my God, these are the bands that I really care about now. Um, And so I think I just heard heard of Devo from the radio and- um, Come on, in Germany. No, no, no. This was when I was in yeah. Australia. Yeah. Oh, these are, so these are I was already. Bands. Yeah. No, no. no Devo no. are American, but I I was You're in Australia. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, fucking, I'm trying to keep up here. This is hard. Eh? Just a little boy from Africa. <laughs> no. So I, I was in Australia. So I was a teenager when I, when I found out about Devo. And um, so, you know, it was already the 90s. But I. Um, Mid to late. No, it would have been like early '90s for me. I think, okay. yeah, maybe early to mid. And, early to mid. Um, <laughs> but I remember, um, you know, going through a phase when you're in your like early teens, where I bought a record player. I had one of those like like one unit record player that was like a record player and speakers mm-hmm. that were connected. Awesome. And cool. um, this Functional. this album, yeah. New Traditionalist, was one of the first vinyl records that I yes. ever bought. Nice. And so what were the other you, ones? Um, I think I had a Simon Garfunkel album, oh, like a go. best of maybe. Sure. Um, I think I might have that one. <laughs> you can call me out. <laughs> is it the, the Bridge Over Bridge Trouble, Trouble Water? Water? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, yeah, I can't really remember. Like I think I just had a lot of like records that my dad, like maybe I had a Kinks record, you know, records that my dad really liked that I was really into. But yeah, so this album, New Traditionalist, I bought and I listened to it as an album should be listened to. I listened to, you know, the whole album, one side and then the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I remember just distinctively, um, you know, listening to one side and the other side. You know, like nice. I remember the other side being a whole nother 
thing. So we've yeah. talked in the past about vinyl records where we've talked about Ed nauseum. We need to say mm-hmm. side A and side B. Yeah. yeah. It's it came not out on, the same it was originally released on vinyl. It was programmed to be on vinyl. It was Correct. decided to be on vinyl. And that's why sometimes a lot of the vinyl albums we talk about, like original vinyl pressing ones, are mm-hmm. shorter because in order to meet the requirements in order for pressing, otherwise it would be too expensive. That's so yeah, right. so we're 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 a, You're across we're, it. We're purists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're cool. That. So yeah. I had it as um, tracks one one to five, the side yes. A. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Good. We're good. <laughs> so this was Devo's fourth oh. album. Yeah. Fourth album in four years. That's right. So, and then they went on to release. So they basically released seven albums in 10 years, which yeah. is just out of control. It's prolific. Enough. It is crazy. Prolific. Good word. Thank you. I'll go, I guess they are shorter as well, so they can be, they don't, yeah. 34. It's still complex. They are still complex, yeah. So it was, complex. yeah, four albums. Like I could and whack out a few albums, me and the guitar, but no one's yeah. going to enjoy that. So, so, it was inter- that. so it was interesting that this album is very much seen, like this is a bit of a darker album for them. That's right. And it's seen as a oh, reaction yeah. to the album that happened before. So the album That's before right. was one that had Whip It On. Mm-hmm. Freedom of Choice. Blew up. They were like, oh, oh my God, you're superstars now. And they didn't like being superstars. Yeah. So they sort of turned a little bit on what had gotten them there, which is cool. But that's like a really big journey to go on in less than 12 months. Like normally that yeah. kind of super fame and then response to super fame takes like two super or three fame. years. Like You say that? Yeah, really? yeah. Like Whip It. They went, Whip It, whip it so went big. absolutely nuts. Girl You Want yeah. used to be my ringtone on my As in phone. Whip It Good. That, yeah, yeah. Like- yeah, that was on the album. Yeah, that was on the album yeah. before this See, one. Even you know that. Come on. Too much. Yeah, I do know that. <laughs> but maybe only because since I've got here, I might yeah. not have known it back there in, in <laughs> the third world. So yeah, I was. But just, I certainly I, know that now. So yeah, I read it. And I was like, oh, that's a that's an interesting mental journey for them to take, and then record a whole new album, sure. a response to the to the previous album. But then to do that in like such a compressed timeline, I was yeah. like, that's crazy. Yeah, and also they started using way more drum machines on this record. So the other okay. the the albums that were leading up to this album were I'd say like a lot more sort of punk rock sounding. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and then this song uh, this album was mainly like a bit little bit more experimental. Mm. So did yeah. they have an 808? I don't know if they did have an 808. I think like I don't know exactly what drum machine. I like I like I'm like, I'm like did they have a yeah, wrong there the TI 808. When I use a drum machine, I use an 808. <laughs> <laughs> In principle, it's the yeah. only one I had growing up. But yeah, my it was the, my own experience of did like Did they have a Roland TI 808? <laughs> did they? I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, I, I appreciate that. I thought you might know as a, as a synth collector. I thought you might be a drum machine collector. Too. How many synths do you have? I have a lot. <laughs> I mean, that sounds dangerous. I don't know if I uncountable number. I've the counted them, but I'd say probably like between maybe like twenty. That's more than Devo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, they have a lot, a lot, a lot. But they yeah. might, you know, cash in one, <laughs> buy another one, you know, like people do with the PlayStations. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Um, so I'd like cool. to um, preface this episode Please. with um, with the story that this whole episode is going to lead up to me getting to sing on stage with Devo and Adelaide. What? So let's, Shut so let's, the front door. Let's just put this that in our back news. pocket and continue talking about the When? When? We need to know. We need to know. We have need to more it. details. I think people in the band, uh, in the group, usually get a bit upset about something. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's just move hey? back, move forward and go. So, uh, Adelaide. You this record. Date? Why did you. Why? on earth when mm. you had the choice like money is when you're a young mm. person you've got a record player money is scarce why yes do you, why do you go this one 
Okay, when they're so stood side, like side on, looking like weird, like Star Trek characters. I know or they look great. I yeah. was really <laughs> excited immediately about the cover. Um, also, it was so this. I think Record Exchange is still around, right? There was yep. this yep. Okay, yeah. so what's record that? store. There's a record store in the city on Adelaide Street called Record Exchange, and you could go there and you could fill a bag for two dollars and you could just put like all the there's like a certain number of like rows of vinyl records in that you where? could just like put Adelaide in Street. a bag Adelaide Street. Yeah. yeah still there today still there, still the there. i haven't been in a very long time and i doubt they still do fill a bag for two dollars they do not sure but um but i remember going there and and that was sort of you know because you could get a record for like five dollars or something and they were all pretty good records you could you know you could get like cars records and diva records and you know, like even like Led Zeppelin or stuff that, you know, you'd be sort of discovering as a teenager. Um, and and also, you know, and they had like bongs and stuff. <laughs> so what's a bong? Uh, if something for the, the subcultures, don't worry about it. Sub, what's a subculture? If you, don't, if you don't know, you never will. And so I remember seeing this record there and buying it and it was pretty cheap. I think it was, you know, between three and five dollars. Um, and I thought it looked cool and I knew the name from the radio. Um, and then, so this was the first full Devo album that I heard from beginning to end. Um, and I remember being really, really excited. And it was funny when I was listening to this record in preparation for this episode, um, you know, and I, I sort of listened to this album still quite regularly, but when I was listening to it this week, every, like every, I was taking notes like per song, like I was writing little notes for myself and every single song I wrote, dream keyboard sound, dream keyboard sound. <laughs> every single one. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. this was also the first full-length Devo album that I listened to. Mm, was it? But, oh, but only geez. two only two weeks ago. So, so <laughs> this is my first time listening. Obviously, knew the singles, that sort of stuff. But yeah, this yeah. was the first time I'd ever listened to an album of theirs all the way through. Yeah. Hmm. Great album. It's uh, actually Freedom of Choice is the first one I listened to, as mm-hmm. you'd expect, because it had Whip It and Girl You Want on it. And sure. I and went, sorry, what? what was the Girl scene? You Want. Girl. She's just a girl. She's just a girl. Girl You Want. Yeah. Maybe. I know that one. Yeah. So, anyway, so because I go to like punk or rock clubs, they'd also play electro and fun and new wave. And so they used to play that. They also, and I realized they played Jerking Back and Forth, which is from this album. album. So um, I have danced many a time um, (laughs) and to that, but I never listened to this record all the way through. So um, in preparation for this um, podcast, I listened to this album, New Traditionalists, for the first time all the way through. But I was, I was the one of those people that they hated, which was somebody that really loved freedom of choice. They went, that'll do. Yeah. Um, they were trying like, to alienate you. They were trying to alienate album. me. But yeah, I it didn't work. Yeah, I know. Well, I whipped it. I was the girl you wanted. It's fine. <laughs> what else do you want from me, people? Um, but yeah, so it was, um, I was a, I only knew the hits, uh, but I didn't listen to this whole record. Yeah. But let's pass the hot potato to Grant. Mm-hmm. Oh, you listen what a to this. privilege. No. Give us the full expo, your full Devo backstory, Grant. Well, it's very quick, and luckily we're, <laughs> we're not on the clock here or anything. I had, uh, forgive me, time pressures <laughs> prevented me from actually uh, connecting and researching properly for Whip It Good. Certainly would have heard that one. Absolutely. It's called Whip It, but why? That's fine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we're, well, 
<laughs> he George just twisted sometimes and <laughs> hurts so good. John Cougar Millen camp, another story. Um, I don't believe it ever made it to South Africa mm-hmm. on any level of any Devo relevance. were never big in I South Africa? I don't think so. Huh. Certainly. They came in at um, number 50 in the UK, this album. Sure, but this, yeah. certainly not, none of these songs, I believe, certainly from my exposure, made it at all to South Africa. Mm-hmm. So that I was like naked, totally hadn't heard a thing when I um, listened to this end to end and was wonderfully, pleasantly surprised. So thoroughly enjoyed it. Cool. cool. Great. First listen. So yeah, so George mentioned it got to number 50. It got to number three in the Australia Kent Music Report albums chart, which I assume is the precursor to the Arias. Mm, I was mm. impressed that it was, it was higher in Australia than it was in the US Billboard chart. Yeah. So number 32 in, the Can- in Canada, number six in New Zealand, 23 in the US Billboard and 24 in US Record World, which I don't know what that means, but that's fine. <laughs> And there were two singles. I got this wrong last time. So there was two <laughs> singles. Through Being Cool and Beautiful World. Yeah. So I like Through, Through Being Cool as the first lead-off single oh. because it's such a cool way to open the album. Like, it's just a great opening line. We're through, oh. we're through being cool. We're done. Right. No. So just, good. Yeah. And it's just, just so pop, like, so fun. It's like, we're through being cool. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to abstract that and yeah. turn it into a song um but like the whole album is that preface isn't mm. it like yeah. they set it up they set you up going you're gonna drop if you weren't with us before <laughs> like before whip it like then you are the people we are gonna drop during this album <laughs> well, yeah i think this song was like a, a conscious effort to try and alienate people that didn't understand de-evolution mm. and so uh, we're through with being cool. I think was just a, a, an amazing opening track. And de-evolution is where the name Devo yes. comes from. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, they had they had really strong views on like geopolitical things. Yes, and yet people were just going, it's fun to it's dance a cra- to. Yeah, it's just a dance band. <laughs> yeah. Whip it, whip it, whip it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, have you seen them live? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to tell my story? Yeah, now? tell the story. Uh, yeah, you need the it. stories. This, this survives don't, on don't stories. Hold back. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So the first time I saw Devo live was in um, was in two thousand. No, in nineteen ninety eight. Whenever they came to Australia, um, to do they did the Livid Festival. And where is that? Where, where so that was at the RNA Showgrounds at the time oh, when Harry I went Brisbane, there. Iconic Brisbane Festival that lots of people wish would come back. But yes, sure. so that you know they'd have really big artists like Public Enemy and you know like I think Public Enemy might have even played that same Living okay. Festival. No doubt, um, and I remember that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I remember at the, In the time RNA Showgrounds. Yep. Yeah, really? but there's heaps of music festivals there now as well. Yeah. Like that's where Laneway takes place. And yeah, R&B yeah. Fridays. R&B Fridays. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Yeah. We're, we're an international podcast, but we're a Brisbane-centric local. <laughs> <laughs> oh so I remember going, well and again, I was, you know, I was probably like a teenager, and I remember being really upset because Devo were clashing with Ween, and Devo and Ween were both in my, you know, top ten favorite sure. bands at the oh, time. Man. Previous flawless and nominees, Ween. Yeah, which album no, was the Mollusk? Oh the yeah, Mollusk. Yeah. I could have quite easily have picked that one. Nice. Um, so anyway, wow. so I was really conflicted, but I thought, well, Devo probably aren't going to be back. So I'll go and see Devo and then Ween will probably be back in a couple of years and 
I'll go and see them then. Uh, but it was really upsetting. I remember being, you know, just completely mortified that Conflicted. my two favourite mm. bands were sure. on at the same time. same time. Clashing stages at festivals is yeah. like the bane of my existence. Yeah. yeah. So I went to see Devo and it was totally the right choice. I had the best time. Nice. And Ooh. then um, <laughs> the next time that they came back to Australia and funnily enough, um, both Devo and Ween didn't come back to Australia for eight years. Right. And oh, wow. both, How frustrating. Yeah. So and, and disrespectful. Then, yeah. Um, and so um, I was playing keyboards and regurgitator at this point, and I remember our manager sending us all this email saying um, we've just been offered the Devo support for, <gasps> nice. for the tour in Australia, and I fucking freaked out. <laughs> I was so so excited because you know they're like my favorite band they're kind of the reason why i play sure. keyboards um like i said before i think you know that every single sound on their record was like dream synth sound and and i was fascinated by how they made those sounds and so um i freaked out uh we started the tour and i remember at the beginning of the tour thinking i i don't think i want to meet them at all because <laughs> I think, Never you know, if I, if I meet them, yeah, it's going to, if and if it's weird, it's going to completely ruin everything. And they could only be disappointed in meeting you, maybe. Maybe. They, like, what are you saying? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you're up here and they're like. Oh, I see. <laughs> like the opposite oh, no. way around. He, he's not saying you're the disappointment. Oh, <laughs> no. Saying that you I'm might s- be disappointed. It's, I see. It's Grant's interesting <laughs> vernacular. It's fine. Let's go with that. I thought it's you were the like, Africanism. they're going to be so disappointed me. <laughs> Unlike, well, so you got to tour. Highly doubtful. So I got to tour with them. The first show that we played, um, I decided immediately I didn't want to meet them. I'm not going to talk to them. And then um, I think for the first show, I pretty much avoided it. Uh, we, you know, Which we had weird. We were playing stadiums. Um, you know, not st- yeah, we were playing like mm-hmm. big arenas. Wow. Um, so in Sydney, it was um, at the uh what's it called at um fox Olympic studios Park? scg no yeah i'm not sure anyway whatever that is mm-hmm. and yeah, then, anyway we're just like playing really big arenas and uh so our, our dressing rooms were very much separated mm-hmm. and so i thought oh well, this is going to be easy i don't have <laughs> to meet them sure and then um so we played sydney and then we played melbourne and in melbourne uh, I had a couple of small chats with a couple of them and they were all very nice. Isn't that frustrating? Um, so you were the nonchalant one. Yeah, I was what really like, I don't know. I, I, I was just really shy. I didn't really want to talk to them. Let's go with nonchalant. Um, it sounds better. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you're deep. I'm far better with that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Do you? Um, but in the, on the inside, I was like sure. really, really excited. And then um, in Adelaide... Uh, Are you driving or flying to these events? Oh, it was all flying. Um, With them? No, I I don't think we took any of the same flights. Um, But in Adelaide, I remember after the the show, so after we had played, I heard a knock on our dressing room door and I opened the door and it was Mark Mothersbaugh, who's the singer, (laughs) and he said um, he he was holding two regurgitator CDs. He said, he was like, Hi. And I said, hello. And he said, As you do. can you sign my CDs? And what? I said, what? I said, do you want us to sign them? And he was like, who else is going to sign them? And then oh, yes. I was like, 
was like, come on in. And then we all signed the CDs and it was really weird. And then, um, you know, we talked for a minute and he said, are you, are you going to come to the after party? And we said, oh, we, we didn't know there was an after party. <laughs> sure. Um, we just very because bands. actually you didn't. It's a very exclusive we after really party didn't for support know. bands. Not even <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? The touring and support band. he was like, oh, it's at this bar. And then I um I left the dressing room and then one of the, like Bob Mumbersbaugh, who's his, his brother, um, I was talking to him for a little while and I guess I was really nervous and I – when I'm nervous, I laugh a lot. And he said, he like yelled to the rest of the band. He was like, this girl thinks everything's funny. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I remember feeling deeply ashamed. <laughs> no, don't be ashamed. Feel enamored no. and enjoyed. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. So anyway, so then, so we're like, okay, I guess we're going to this after party. And we're all really excited. And, um, oh, and the, the usual drummer from Regurgitator was having a baby at this time. So we had one of my best friends in the world, Stella, who, um, is an incredible drummer and she plays in this band Warpaint who are amazing. Um, she was playing drums for us. So it was the Regurgitator was two girls, two boys, which was really great. Nice. Um, and so we both. so we went to this after party. Yeah, it was regurgitator. Uh, um, I was going to say like oh. both regurgitator and warpaint are excellent choices yes. in music in general in Australia. So people out there should be listening to you. But sure. Anyway. Let's spruik regurgitator and warpaint. Yep, that's um, great. Good work. So we went to this after party and it was so grim. We walked into this bar and it was just people dressed as Devo. You know, Devo fans are like all wearing, oh, no, like wearing hazmat the suits. Hats? Yeah, they were wearing energy domes. There yep. was hazmat suits. Um, that, I think there were some people like playing cards. And we just walked in. Devo went there and we were like, oh, mate, this is <laughs> this <laughs> oh, is, feels really weird. And then, um, but then eventually, you know, we were like, oh, I don't know if we should stay. And then we ended up having a drink. And then eventually all of Devo came and their crew came and it was really nice. And But it was like very sort of. It was a bar that was really out of town in Adelaide. And um, and so, yeah, it was like there wasn't that many people there, but it made it really nice and intimate. So anyway, that night I was talking to um, to one of the guys in the band and he said, he was like, hey, why don't you come? Like we, he was telling me all these incredible stories and he was like, why don't you come and sing a song with us tomorrow? He was like, you're doing Perth, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, we're doing Perth. He said, why don't you come and sing Beautiful World with us? And (gasps) I tried to be very nonchalant (laughs) and I tried to say, you know, because he was like, do you know the words to that song? And I was like, oh. Do I know the words? Tell them to you right now. (laughs) Can I go home and get my vinyl for you to sign or what? (laughs) So um, I tried to play it cool and I said, yeah, I think I know the lyrics (laughs) to that. And he said, I'll get the whole band up and you can um, do some backing vocals for Beautiful World. And then I had to really casually try not to run to the rest of the band and be like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yeah, I like I didn't tell them until we got in the car on the way home. And I said, oh, so, you know, Bob asked if we wanted to sing this song and everyone freaked out. (laughs) And then sure enough, the next show that we played in Perth, um, we all got up and we sang that song with them. And the funniest thing was, so I don't know if you guys are Devo fans, but Mark Mothersbaugh, he plays this character called Boogie Boy mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he has this creepy baby the face mask. mask. Yeah. yeah. 
And so he did Beautiful World as Boogie Boy right? Um, every night and he would have this, he had a bum bag on. So he would wear it, the baby face mask, a muumuu and a bum bag and he had all these bouncy balls in the bum bag and he would, um, during the song, he would grab some of the bouncy balls and bounce them on the stage and they'd go into the audience and everyone would freak out and try and catch them. And um, we would like you know, sort of on stage while all this was happening and singing the backing vocals, which is just the like it's a beautiful, beautiful world bit. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he like turned around and he went, say, Estella, reach into my sack. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we were like, Stella and I still talk about that all the time. <laughs> That's amazing. So nice. when so usually when we say, yeah, sack? we did it. I reached into his sack. <laughs> and I did. That's I what did as I was and told. They, yeah, they would have called it a oh, fanny pack. Good to listen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I reached so into his pan- his, his fanny, fanny pack. Into his sack. Mm. Oh my! You and Stella reach into his sack, yeah, and that's we did it. Yeah. So usually yeah. when we say, "Have you seen this band?" People can go, "Oh, I've actually been on a national tour with this band, uh, and we've got context around it." <laughs> the last recording session I did, where I did um, Connor from Bugs had the exact very similar story he loved the band and then he they got signed to do the support and it blew his mind because he got to hang so out great. with his favorite musicians so now we're two from two on that so yes. wow. i'm only gonna well, we're only allowed to have guests from now on who toured with again, the band yes they nominate because yeah i quit a band i need a band anyone yeah, like no. should we have a flawless band maybe four quarters we've, we've gone over that yeah we're we very very bad Right, you'll be fine. Okay. Speaking of beautiful world. Have you seen the fucking video? What a song. Oh, man. So I I was listening to the album and I didn't know, I I hadn't even really looked up any of the details about, you know, this was a darker album. And then, yeah, so it's just the first three quarters of it is just, yep, it's a beautiful world. It's it's an uplifting, love, happy song. It's about loves the world. And then just that turn right at the end is just mm-hmm. like, wait, did he just say not and for just, me? Not for me. And then even as he keeps saying it, he gets snarkier and snarkier yeah. each time. Saying like it's not just the repeated thing; it's he's getting. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm dragging you all down with me here. It's a beautiful world for you. For you. So I loved cool. it so much. There's a there's people I've talked to that still think this song is a like a beautiful love song because about they've the not listened to it. Or yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just don't. No they just didn't really listen to you the lyrics at the, the end. Video they, where, they skip. Yeah. The I remember, they, like they I get watch... halfway through and they hit skip. And yeah. They just... yeah, and they're just like, yeah, it's, <laughs> I've it's heard like this. I've heard this. That's fine. I don't need to know the second half. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like Phoebe from Friends, where she doesn't get to watch the end of like Lassie and and stuff like that. You're like, yeah, it's exactly the same. Because so in for context, the beautiful world starts off with them showing images of like fashion and flowers growing and stuff like that all really beautiful and black and white in the video and you're like oh it's a beautiful world and by the end you've got the kkk genocide famine (laughs) a bomb etc and it's like not for me and you're like yeah yeah okay so you're making your point known yes um this is a beautiful world in the context of you're living in like the red pill blue pill scenario of like do i do i choose to see it as beautiful or do you choose to see it how we see it yes which is everything's shit and it was just a real like kicker in the whole Mm. you know kahuni totally and i think that's what a lot of this album is sort of it quite a more a political statement than a lot of their other albums mm-hmm. 
you know, and I think they, they really bring it home with that song. <laughs> yeah. And as a single, having um, through being cool and then beautiful world, you're like, this is the stance we are making and we're making it on the charts. Yeah. So yeah. you yeah. have to listen. If you loved everything we did before, just wait till we've got, yeah. you see what we've got now. Totally. And the video was censored in Australia too. So there's a oh. bit, there's a bit where you see a woman running around and they've animated flames onto her. And they had to take that out because they didn't like the idea of a person being set on fire, even though it was animated flames and very clearly fake. So they, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a ver- so the version they played on Countdown was censored, and they dropped a bit of other footage into it. And then, oh, that's so interesting. And when it's played on Rage now, they still play the censored version. Even when Devo came, there's a note here that like when they hosted and did a guest thing, and then they play all their clips at the end of that, they mm. still played the censored version of wow. it. Wow. So it's like interesting. So there were guest hosts on Rage. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Worse things happen than that they show on the news than yeah. Correct. music videos Isn't from it the 80s. Yeah. yeah, that's nuts. Um, awesome. Okay. Did you guys see why it was called New Traditionalists? So apparently... No. From the, was it Gerald Doyle? Or? So I heard that... I don't, don't quote me on this, but I think that they saw the image, like the, the word New Traditionalists was like on a tie when they were in Japan. They saw someone wearing a tie that right. had New Traditionalists on it. And I th- and they thought it was really funny, and then um, later on they found out that it was actually like an ultra right wing message, <laughs> oh. and so it was sort of going against everything that they stood for. Actually believed it, yeah. yeah. Always the way. Yeah, but then I think you know I've heard I've heard interviews with um, like Jerry Casale where he says like oh yeah we we were trying to you know yeah <laughs> they they couldn't Google it these days no, you would you see can't. that and go oh, I'm just going to check yeah got an album name. Yep, that's right wing fascist. No, not going yeah. not, not to yeah. fly. They were trying to app- no. yeah, yeah. They talk about, like, yeah, that they were trying to appropriate the There's idea. There's a Japanese ultra right wing political group. Not yeah. just right wing. Yeah. Ultra, ultra, ultra right wing. Yeah. 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 Ultra. yeah, so yeah. So, Didn't uh, have yeah. Google, so, oh, so Gerald said we became the new traditionalists, but turned it on its ear. We appropriated yeah. the idea that, meaning we were going to provide you with new traditions to that's forget right. about the old ones. Yeah. But I don't know if maybe they were just like winging it after they found it out and they were like, oh, we better come up with an idea of why this <laughs> is okay. It works really well because it's literally <laughs> topsy-turvy to what they stood for. Yeah. So it's fine. Yeah. Cool. So first thoughts, guys? Um, I really liked it. Like it's like I said, it was my first one, my first Devo album all the way through. It's just put me in constant memory of Countdown. Um, Rage, early mornings. Uh, more Countdown as in like, Women in frilly dresses and dudes in suits sure. doing slightly lame dancing while you know the band would be not up quite on stage Robert Palmer yeah, on the like, way there. So it's like a dance album, but not like a house or a hardcore dance sure. album. It's more like the your back and forth, really nice white people dancing. <laughs> let's, let's sure. Move to the left, move yeah, to the right. That's repeat. it. Have, not too much having hip. a good time. Lots of pearl, lots of perm and curls, and just you know, lots Perms of dancing back and forth. So yeah, every like and all that that was just all the way through. Every time I was like, yeah, I can see this. Being like that, <laughs> and yourself, George? that's really funny. Um, I yeah, really enjoyed it. Like as a, it was so uh, you're hit in the face with the, um, you're not just the girl you want kind of um, Devo fan now. You are a Devo fan for life. You have to listen to this properly, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed listening. So, to so you had context song. of so I Devo con- yeah. Before. So I've been dancing to like three like to two songs to on their previous record yes. and the previous record I may have illegally 
downloaded mm. via um, SoulSeek or Napster. Perhaps. Yeah, you know, in the old days. And you regret that. I regret, deeply. I live it. You wouldn't, you steal a house. Um, yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> sure. uh, um, yeah, so I did, so I had contacts around Devo and, he, and I, um, every you. time I buy raspberries, I put raspberries on my fingers. Yes, and I, I do hold that them up too. And say, we are Devo every freaking time. Are we uh, not men? Because there's, um, <laughs> There's an aesthetic they had in their previous album where they Lost had these, um, what were they called? Energy domes. Energy domes. And they were like red hats, which look a little bit like um, flower if you pots. pixelated yeah. uh, raspberry or a flower pot. And it had like, it was like shaped in that way. So yes. um, I put raspberries on my fingers and pretend I need it. So I had a lot of context. <laughs> sure. I've been dancing to this stuff. Like, as I said earlier, <laughs> I actually had like their songs as my, do you remember when we used to record our own ringtones? Yes. And I played their music oh, to yes. record as my ringtone so I had context around Devo but I hadn't listened I only knew Jerking Back and Forth the second track interesting because um, that was like a dance hit in indie clubs so new way like people used to bring out their best new way moves and the chorus you got me So yeah. that was just like everyone was like, duh, 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 hi, duh, 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 and you're stagnant, and then side <laughs> to side. <laughs> and it was like a thing that happened um, in clubs. Even if people didn't know it was Devo, even though it was a punk club, a rock club, it's dirty, the floors are sticky, and everything's gross. Same yeah. standard. Same that standard. was the move. Everyone knew that Done. you pointed up, you pointed down, and then you stop, and then you for wiggle. jerking back and forth. Then you for Very jerking back Australian and forth. wedding. Anyone could join in. I always moves. thought that song was yeah. about masturbation. Uh, sure. Well, look, sure. graphically, I can. <laughs> but it had some solid synth solos. Oh, yeah. I feel like, so Jerry from Devo, I feel like he writes a lot of the more pervy songs. <laughs> um, there's, quite, there's quite a few of them on this album, which you, you never really know if it's like, you know, like an erotic song or not, but. Um, like iOS. soft things, for example. Yeah, yeah. Soft sure. Things is just, just a, just that's a another. One. That's a Jerry song just, for just sure. Pick one. Just pick one off the top of my head. Just, I've got a big heart next to it. Yeah. Ten, <laughs> ten like, songs, one. Uh, at least one being a little bit perfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. soft things. Yeah. Yes, God, that's a good song. Love yeah. that song. Some soft things. Some things make hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, the the vocal effects are very good, don't you yeah. think? Well, he says her her posture was erotic. Her voice was so exotic. I acted so neurotic. Facts. I thought it idiotic. Facts. Any any male fifteen to yeah, but that's forty. True, right? The fact sure. that they com- combined chaotic, erotic, exotic, neurotic, idiotic, tectonic, hypnotic. Most of which tectonic. relate to the male. I think it's technotic. Technotic. <laughs> so yeah, they're not tectonic. Oh, they're, Which both, isn't a No, there's both. Tectonic, it's not a word. Yeah, there was tectonic. And, and, yeah, tectonic and technotic were both in there. <laughs> um, yeah, what's technotic mean? I don't so, think it's a word. No, so technotic is actually just means um, it's of technical origin. Oh, okay. So that's like, so technotic means um, something was word. created but by... But her dance was so technotic. Yeah, so it mean, basically that means someone's doing the robot. Or right, whatever. right, right. Like you're saying your, your, her dance is so technotic was yeah. you're doing like a really techno 
I've never heard anyone use that word in a sentence. <laughs> it's actually in the Merriam Dictionary. <laughs> did you look it up? I genuinely did. Yeah, you were quite. Oh, I can actually uh, the, the etymology <laughs> is around uh, the technotic is of technical origin um, or creation by technology. So there we go. Great. Thanks so, for checking that. And there's a lot of really amazing like conga, bongo yeah. percussion in that song too. Mm. So talk to us about the difference that you see between side one and side two. Because I... Not a big Devo fan and not a big mm. not, not a big synth person myself. I didn't necessarily see a big difference between the two. So well, tell us about the differences. I that you saw. definitely remember having Race of Doom being the start of a Opening side track mm-hmm. of side B. Yes, <laughs> and all in response. I remember being really into that song and mm. because I guess sure. when you're playing vinyl sometimes you don't really know which side you're playing yep. you know like if you don't look closely or and so yeah or <laughs> any, any of those reasons you just <laughs> that was like just an unrequited love song right what's that it was like an unrequited love song or something Race yeah. of Doom yeah Race yeah. of Doom's like is it on is it off Reply. sure uh, yeah, I couldn't maybe. What that song was about. Yeah, yeah, I actually thought that song was more about like the human race being doomed, True and, story too. and mm. whether or not we're like a time bomb waiting to explode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's like an interesting take I, um, I have on the lyrical style, like the vocal style on that one, is that um, in the main verses and chorus, like other than the call and response, is it on it, is it off thing? Um, it was very uh, musical. Like mm-hmm. as in you're in a stage musical play and oh. the stage musical had the the way the vocals were performed on that song were very much in a stage musical. Like inspiration of this is I gonna be your time on, baby. Exactly. And that is exactly like the kind of, so I'm, I'm a stage actor, so I, I listened to it and I was like, oh, this sounds like a, could be a Stephen Sondheim or yeah. a Gilbert and Sullivan, or it could, you know, it could be in You see yourself doing it as you flourish across the stage. Absolutely. Stuff. So it's some guy who's pro- like, pro- like proclaiming something and that vocal style definitely lends itself to musical theatre, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, no. that's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So I picked that up and, and so I've put a little heart next to it. Oh, so great song. We have different methods of rating. <laughs> we do. And that's fine. Yeah. What's your method of rating? Look, <laughs> it's very technical. Mm-hmm. Again, accounting, auditing, background, double tick. Double tick. The, if it's really good. The Did you have any double ticks on this yeah. record? Double ticks. Well, well, double ticks well, on well, this well, album, right? I couldn't, I couldn't show you. The, he's got oh. double ticks. You can, you can just ticks. tell us now. Well, no, well, we, just... aren't, we aren't going. We haven't pitched yet, have we? So I'm no, going to no, say. Yeah, but you still tell us which songs you like. Still a podcast. Well, absolutely. I could still do that. <laughs> yeah, it would be oh, Certainly, awesome. Certainly, um, probably one of the things I like the most about the the album in and of itself is you left and to know um awares in relation to what's going on with with through being cool and mm-hmm. it opens like that and you're like whoa okay here we go <laughs> and it doesn't really deviate from with through being cool the same um i suppose themes are coming out 
mm-hmm. through it all with yeah. a synth. And again, virgin ears hadn't connected um, the big hits that they have had before. Um, and so I was um, certainly like, wow, this is cool because we're through being cool. It's over. Like, this is just us. Um, so playing it uh, through being cool, jerking back and forth. I, I really enjoyed Race of Doom. I thought mm. like, and I hadn't con- I hadn't put it into context that yeah, eighty one album misses to, um, you know, both sides, um, soft things, and I also thought I suppose throughout the album there is this sexuality mm-hmm. um, lingering. Herbiness. Yeah, yes, mm. going know, under that, is that kind of thing, right? <laughs> maybe you're I going. Uh, to I'm me, so, it's a I'm, mixture I'm of innocent. like. You were going, like, going under was like, you were either going down into, like, a basement club yeah. and you're meeting people, like, you're meeting up with a woman that's going to change your life, or it's kind of like, nah, Well, he has that gross line in it. Which is very, like, you know, yeah. I don't Can you explain maybe that? You put me oh. in a... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and you, uh, what is it, going through soft core mutation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. another Jerry song. Yeah, which makes <laughs> sense. And like in my head, I'm like, yeah, okay. But there's like, um, with the vocals, there's this lovely like mix where they, he like lifts himself up an octave, mm. uh, which is really nice. So it's like instead of like going up a third or a fifth or whatever, he just goes up an octave. Yeah. And you're like, ooh, that sounds nice. Yeah. Like it just, it was like a really beautiful thing for they them. Were, they're all, I mean, Jerry and Mark, who do the main vocals on, on this album, are both incredibly charismatic singers. And I always really love hearing like they're thinking about their vocal delivery. Like I like imagining them in the studio trying to sing to this song (laughs) that they've just written because some of it is so strange or just not songs that I could imagine ever writing. So I love the like imagining them trying to, you know, go, okay, what vibe is this going to be? And then putting on a character or, you know, however Mm -hmm. they do it. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. Did you have any final songs you wanted to touch on or any other notes you wanted to give us before we swoop Um, into the end game? I mean... Beautiful World is always going to be close to my heart because of the experience that I had with it. Yep. But True. also, um, I don't think they actually played any of the other songs off this record on that tour, but um, it really meant so much to me that this was my intro to the album. Um, and I love Love Without Anger. It's such a great song. I think yeah just like all of the the drum machines the synth lines and then some of the guitar stuff is actually quite like jangly pop guitar Mm. or like country Mm -hmm. guitar even yeah there's some really good guitar stuff on there that gets hidden because of the way they produce it and stuff but there's some really cool yeah you just got to work a little harder to get to it oh it's just so amazing i really can't say enough good things about this record Mm. (laughs) um did you know that rage against the machine covered beautiful world Stop. Yes. Anyway, I, didn't, I did not know that. It was on their albums. On their, Renegades. Covers, really? on their covers album. Yeah, Renegades. And it was really quiet and it was really visceral and it was really spooky. Is and it good? Really good. Oh. It's that, really that whole, good. That whole album is really good. Huh. But they start with what's, the, but it's not it? me, like in the oh, early right. stages. So they just kind of repeat that a couple of times in like a two minutes, two oh, and a half right. minute song. Um, it's, but they actually, like Rage Against the Machine, one of many people, but um, they were the ones I went, Hawker guiding on going mm. i have to listen to this as part yeah. of my research sure. and um it was totally worth it huh. yeah wow. it was like yeah hearing zach singing it was creepy super I creepy bet. so it was like a yeah. really cool. good interpretation cool 
that was Renegades. They did a covers album. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like their last one before they did that big breakup for a sure. while. So Renegades. lots okay. of really good ones on there. Sure. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Say, did you want to give us a final pitch for why Devo is flawless for you? Okay. So I think every single song has dream keyboard sounds on it. Um, I love thinking about what keyboards they used and how they program them. I love that it uses a lot more drum machines and it has a really great amalgamation of live drums and drum machine sounds. Um, their vocal delivery is incredible. Um, they I, I mean, I'm really into like the pervy lyrical content. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good. Nice. Thank you for we're gonna be it. We're going to be such good friends, you and I. <laughs> there you go. Friends. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, and it just reminds me of a time in my life where I was so excited to discover new music and it was such an amazing sort of open door to all this incredible like electronic synth stuff that Devo made. So yeah, five stars. Cool. Five Aww. out of five. George, we'll start with you this time. Hello. Final final review and thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, okay. So um as I said, I was one of the people they probably would have dropped in the bin um, because I was so into how poppy fun they were. Um, but I actually did understand what their um, content was about early on. So listening to this album properly and being given a reason to was one of the most awesome things that someone could give me. Um, so I'm incredibly gracious to Saya. Um not just for bringing me rosé wine yeah. to the podcast. <laughs> which also, is valuable. Yeah, which is valuable, but also bringing me a DVR album I wouldn't have considered listening to. So we didn't even talk about one of my favourite songs, which is the final song, Enough Said. Oh, mm-hmm. so, so good, good too. Enough Said has the lyrics in it. Take all the leaders from around the world, put them together in a great big ring, televise it as the lowest show on earth and let them fight like hell to see who's king enough said yeah <laughs> oh man that kicked it as a final song just to say to everyone out there screw capitalism the uk or anything and there's <laughs> yeah. there. no, i'm not talking about recently. any i'm not talking about brexit i'm talking about general things um sure but, uh that was one of my favorite songs so to mm. start with like opening us with through being cool, taking us on a journey and ending with enough said, right? Like we've written a whole fucking album. Like if you (laughs) haven't got it by now, this is what we stand for. And this album made me think and it made me dance. And so if some, if an album can have that much synth and that much guitar and so so much beautiful sounds to it with incredible lyrics that can at the end still make me think and dance, then it's fucking flawless to me. Nice. Thumbs Lovely. up from George. Thumbs up. Grant. Isn't that desperately frustrating to go second after George with a pitch <laughs> like that? <laughs> Flip it. You make it hard. I don't like going after you. I prefer going first. That's far more, far easier. Sloppy wow. seconds. <laughs> Would you like me to go next? Oh, I can go. For sure, okay. But I'm just sort of waiting on <laughs> you know, letting things settle. I mean, I didn't. He's procrastinating. Think fine. and dance <laughs> to either of these um, in any other fashion. But I was total virgin. So I didn't know, like, I would never have connected with it and whatever and pretext, context, you've played with them, etc. And yet, from start to finish, I go, I was hooked. Playing like, cool. Done. I'm like, hey. I know where I am. I'm, hey, I'm not in the, what, what are we, 2010s now, or whatever we are. Mm-hmm. I'm back early 80s, but 
and we're through playing it cool. 81, so I had to know, hey, we're 81. Who are these people? Um, and you go down and there's nothing there that's like saying there's no, I don't like this at all, begrudgingly, because 81 and since, I mean, come on. Like, give me a break, bro. This is like shit. What are you trying to say? And, oh, I'm, I'm being honest. That's the sweet uh, spot. Sure. Let's go. <laughs> that's the yeah. sweet spot. And you get to Race of Doom and, and yeah, you're halfway through. Like, hmm, okay. Um, which I didn't know at the time. I'm listening to it again. And, and the Saulers. Yes. <laughs> I'm happy, bro. I'm, uh. I'll give it to you. Um Begrudgingly, I didn't, I, I didn't think. <laughs> really? Hey, I never heard these oaks. Yeah, like this is this is not Nirvana, Nevermind, or freaking you know Big Smoke. This is Devo. No disrespect to the boys and girls if they're girls involved. I don't no know. No girls. But wow, great album, 34, 36 minutes, mm. pleasure to listen to. Well, listen to it again for sure. Great. And I'll regress to how I may have been when I was three. <laughs> you know, I was born then. You were not, I don't believe, or just being born. Um, so, flawless. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you for that. I'm privileged to listen to it. Ah, look at that. There you go. <laughs> two for two. <laughs> two, two for two, two. no don't pressure. There we go. Man. No pressure. Don't no pressure, yeah, but no pressure. Hey. No pressure, Liam, but we are pressuring you quite heavily <laughs> in this room. This is all love for all of you, you know? Yeah. So, did okay. you listen? Rip the bandaid off. I didn't think it was for <gasps> Oh, you uh, are <laughs> joking. So. Shut the fuck up. Shut the full cup. It's got like eight really great songs. And? A couple that just don't connect with me at all. I just couldn't. I would need and a thesis. Sorry, I'm, I'm looking at my list here. Yep. Yeah. Um, Which one? Pity You and The Super Thing. Pity just, You? But Pity You, Pity You's got the pew pew. Sounds and it's like Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So the songs that I loved, I really connected with, and I loved every like just He's almost hard, every part eh? of it. George, but the so songs hard. that I didn't connect with, I just didn't feel anything for at all, and it just it really broke me because I really like I was so close, but I wasn't quite there. I thought we were there. The other thing that I didn't like, and I've said that <laughs> I like. Tell me. I said that I liked it all the way through. I don't like that they don't like their new fans. I don't like oh. that they wrote an entire album to piss as an, off. As an antithesis. As a, as it wasn't <clears throat> as a, I don't like you, it's a prove yourself. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh-huh. I, I think, and I don't know whether So you think they the, should have played the game or, no, or, or not, given not, something for the not fans? Even, no, not even that. Just don't. It's the purity of it. You should want every fan, no matter why they come to you, no matter how you got them. Okay. But, can, but if you put yourself, sorry to be devil's advocate here. Yeah, yeah. But if you put yourself into a, to a position where like assholes like your band because you play a song that maybe got misconstrued and that so I I I feel like I can relate to this kind of in a way that you know people would like Regurgitator in a way that isn't ironic Mm -hmm. and people would read into their songs in a way that's quite sincere when it's meant to be ironic yeah and so there's a lot of like really serious sort of bogan people that mm-hmm. come to the shows and they're quite aggressive and yeah. um and and that I feel like the message of regurgitated songs gets lost in this uh in in this Maelstrom. translation. Yeah, it really gets lost in translation and I can only imagine that if Diva wrote a song called Whip It and you know and all these like assholes that have come to their shows then maybe 
that would be a reason to write an album like this. I saw Girl You Want something that incels would take. Yeah. And so I can sort of, I can relate to it in a way where you'd want to go, okay, well, I want to write an album and see if they get this. Mm. It was more, from through being cool, it didn't necessarily feel like the people were, uh, for me, it didn't feel like they didn't like the fans who were assholes and obviously you don't, you know, you hate those people, but it was more just lightweight fans. Like that, and that to me just felt, feels a little off. And there was a couple of other songs that they talked about in the fans. It's just like, it just felt a little bit, yeah, it felt off Forced? to me. Yeah. Or just, I don't know what, it, it just, yeah. I really liked the musicianship of it. I liked the sure. songs and the construction and everything, but the, it just left me with a little bit of an aftertaste that I didn't love. Well, I, unfortunately, you're incorrect. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> so Liam is so, out of today's podcast. Yeah. Three <laughs> out of four ain't bad. Yeah, Three out of four is right. pretty good. Goodness. But wow. I, did, I did like it. I thought it. we were across the line, I must be honest. I, I, I thought we were there too. I, just, I thought we were all going to go on this like magical rainbow journey, journey together. That's okay. okay. Hard marker. So we didn't quite make Flawless. No. Okay. But, but we are close. But thank you very much for bringing the album. I did really enjoy listening to it. And yeah, my first EO experience, which was really thank cool. Thank you so much for having mm. me. And I love sharing this album with you. We love you, Sarah. Thank, <laughs> thank you, Sarah. It was great. And we love I everyone who listens. So thank you, everyone who listens. We have Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are Flawless AMP on all of those. So you can join the conversation, tell a friend your favorite song, give us a rating, a review. Every little bit helps us to find music lovers just like you. And as mentioned, we are also on Patreon at patreon.com slash flawlessamp. So if you'd like to help us out there, that would be great. Other than that, thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Yeah.